Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, all. This is Peggy S. Imanisi, broadcasting from Verplank, New York, in Westchester County. And tonight our show is going to take a little bit of a turn uh, based on recent events with uh, uh, Joel Olstein making some comments about grieving parents and judging us. And tonight I'm going to be bringing on a couple guests um, uh, from Wings of Hope Living Forward. Um, they're ahead of it. And I happen to be with the New York chapter, one of the administrators. Their names are Shirley Tripp Johnson and Renee Hogan Blythe. And we will be talking about what Joel Steen did and is saying about grieving parents in his book, calling us pity seekers, which is so wrong. We are all, <clears throat> um, we all, as grieving mothers ourselves, try and help others through child loss. And he's not helping us at all by what he's saying. So I'm going to bring, uh, you know, cut out all the other stuff in the, you know, that I normally do. Because uh, tonight we're basically focusing on totally the grieving parents, like we always do, but uh, talking about um, our feelings. And I'm going to bring both Shirley and Renee on shortly, and we will be discussing what happened and what their feel is. And then in a little bit, we'll be um, I'm going to let each of them tell their story about it. And then we'll be bringing on more listeners and uh, with your questions and what your feelings are. Okay. Um, I'm going to bring them both on now. Hold on one second.
Oh, boy. Hold on. Technical difficulty. We got storms going on here right now, so this always happens. <laughs> okay, hold on. Hello, who am I speaking with? This is Renee. Hi, Renee. You want to talk first? You want me to bring Shirley on at the same time? Yeah, you can bring Shirley on so she can hear, too. Oh, she can hear. Everybody can hear. I'm just saying if you oh, okay. both want to be on at the same time. Yeah. Um, well, actually, I'm just going to, uh, like I said, I'm just going to sit back and let you tell your story, what you do. And I'll, actually, I'm going to bring Shirley on also right now. Let her say hello, and then you can each tell what you do and what your feel is on this, and then we'll be taking some callers if that's okay. All right? That sounds great. Thanks a lot. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hi, Shirley. How the hell are you tonight? Oh, I'm good. I, um, I'm waiting for the tornado to strike here. We, we got really bad storms right in, in New York too right now, so I'm I'm a little nervous, but we'll get through it. So, who wants to go first? Okay, um, I'll go first. Write it out, girls. <laughs> okay. Uh, first, Peggy, I just want to thank you uh, for having us on your show tonight uh, to bring more awareness to the stigma associated with grief after child loss. Uh, I would also no like to, to say that I personally forgive Joel Osteen for the comments in his book because I know uh, Joel does not understand the total devastation and tragedy of child loss. And I know mm -hmm. forgiveness is a very important part of our healing. Definitely. So I do forgive you, Joe. Um, what concerns me about the writings were the pity party comments and how after only three short months uh, we are sympathy seekers. I promise uh, that if any one of us had our way, even after years, that we would be laughing and whistling Dixie instead of spending sleepless nights crying every day for our children. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it concerns me uh, that millions, billions of others uh, who do not understand the grief process after child loss are being misled by Mr. Osteen's book to believe that we should be better only after a few short months. Um, that is such a stigma. It takes so much longer, and uh, that concerns me. So many of us hear the words every day, uh, are you getting any better yet? Um, uh, you know you've got to move on. Uh, it's time to get over it. And mm -hmm. I think the intentions are good. You know, I really believe people mean well when they say these things because they right. want our friends and family. They want our the old person back. But the understanding is nowhere in sight when we hear these things as a grieving mm -hmm. parent. Um, you see, all of the it's have names. Uh, my it's name is Chris. Um, mm -hmm. my, my only child uh, died on June 8th, 2008. And I'm still not over Chris. Mm -hmm. I never will be. Um, through our groups and on Facebook and our charity, Wings of Hope Living Forward, Shirley and I have spent countless hours leading people back to God. Mm -hmm. um, so many parents lose their faith after the death of a child for many, many reasons. Uh, but I know uh, that God is your friend, and that He is the only way to peace inside. And Definitely. God, to me, is is your salvation. And um, forgiveness is a difficult thing when someone murders your child or a drunk driver kills them. 
Mm-hmm. Faith is hard after you pray for a year over your child with cancer and he dies. Yep. And uh, even forgiving yourself is near impossible when you weren't there to protect your precious gift, your child. Yep. So getting the faith back is a struggle within itself, and mm-hmm. um, besides all of the other things that you deal with. Yeah. Um, I went. Uh, I want the public to be more aware, and understand that parents who lose a child need a huge daily dose of love, understanding, compassion, and friendship. Um, they need friends to just sit and listen sometimes. Right. And more than anything, they want you to remember their child. Mm-hmm. I can't even describe the joy I feel when someone actually brings up a memory of Chris. Uh, right. It doesn't hurt and me. Some of, us, it, some of us has lost more than one like me. I've lost two. I've had yeah. 13 years and four years, and you've lost an only child. So that's, we're all in it. The main thing is that we've all lost children, Right. And because uh, yeah. I've had some people on my group, because I have separate groups also, saying, and uh, I won't interrupt you, but I just want to make a point here. Um, I have people on, on one of my, well, actually one of my groups that I had a lady come out one time. I guess her son had committed suicide and said it was worse than an illness. I had 38 years between my two kids being 16 years apart of cystic fibrosis, seven days a week of daily treatments. You can't take one death over another, whether it's a sudden death, I just want to tell our listeners, or suicide or drug. They're all different, but the outcome is the same. It's just what I wanted to say. So, now go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, that's fine. You know, we should have, you know, say anything you feel. I know um, that, you know, those those little memories that people bring up of Chris is such a precious gift to me, and it's such a simple thing. It's just a memory. And so mm-hmm. it's something that, you know, if you listeners are out there haven't had a child loss, and I hope there's millions of them, uh, that they just remember that. And uh, laugh and tell something funny you remember, because it's not going to do anything but bring joy to the parent. Uh, mm-hmm. After four years of being in a dark hole, after losing my only child in 2008, God saved me. Uh, he gave me another purpose in life, and I mm-hmm. believe that it's his purpose, not yep. mine, but his purpose for I'm me. Sorry. And I can honestly say that I'm much more spiritual than I was seven years ago. Um, in yeah. fact, I can. In fact, just today, I told a lady in my group that I often wonder if Chris would walk through my door right now, if I would be the same. And the answer is no. Mm-hmm. I don't think that I can ever be the same because grief changes you. Um, I can look back now and I can see changes, and most of them are positive changes. But right. at three months, I was not even out of a fog. Mm-hmm. At that three-month point, grieving parents are at the beginning of a very long and hard journey. We're, we're discovering takes, ourselves, right? Yeah. It takes a long time to get to the point in your grief that you can look back and see mm-hmm. the positive instead of all bad. Yeah. Because you live all bad for the first three years, and then mm-hmm. things start to come together for you. You know, I'll close by saying uh, to parents who have lost children, there is hope. And mm-hmm. together we can make a difference in the stigma that child loss is the same as losing a parent or grandparent. Because no, it's oh not gosh, the I hate same. That. 
I it's myself, you know my history. I've lost yeah. a parent, both parents, my husband and my son nine months apart. My daughter eight years before that on Mother's Day of all days. Uh, brother and sister to cancer, two nephews in the past two years, and the list goes on and on. And I'll tell you, having had siblings uh, leaving me and my parents, of course it all hurts. We don't take grief away from anyone. But children, child grief is a whole different, I, I don't know if you want to call it a ball game, but a bag of nuts. It's just a whole different thing. It's just um, it's just not right. I mean, it's it happens, but it's just, there's no word for it. Losing a parent, uh, you know, you're you're an orphan, like they say. Losing, um, uh, what's the other one? Losing a sibling. I, I guess there's just no word for losing a child. They don't put labels on. Or, or if you lose a husband or a wife, it's a widow or widower. What do they call us? Have you ever heard a word for us? Broken. There's no one word. Just broken. Broken. Thank you. Heartbroken. Yeah. Just beyond, beyond. And that's what the show is about tonight, uh, people, before I bring Shirley on. Uh, Shirley's on with us, um, but I just want to say one thing. Um, one of the things that, that Joel did uh, was, of course, he said, <laughs> talked about pity party and, and uh, how we should move on. And everybody, there's no set time to move on. People think that we just sit and veg. We don't. Um, Shirley and Renee will tell you they run this uh, Wings of Hope moving forward. Um, they have their grieving, other grieving groups. I have mine. I do fundraising. I do toy drives. We don't just sit around. We do things in memory of our children to, and to help other grieving parents. So him saying that we're sitting here with a pity party, yeah, we're going to have our bad days, right, girls? We're going to have yeah. our angel mm-hmm. anniversaries and their birthdays. They hurt. Yeah. The holidays hurt. I happen to have lost mine on holidays, everyone practically, and it kills me. But doesn't mean I stop living. I still get up and I make the turkey dinner for Thanksgiving, and I have two other kids, one in another state and one home. I still got to function, you know, for them. Even if I didn't have them, you still function. Uh, Renee can tell you that. You still do things. You you still live, but we live differently. We're not the same anymore, but sometimes uh, we we even improve, believe it or not. Not that we want to do this without the kids, but we get closer to the Lord. But then Joel coming and doing something like this doesn't mean it's taking us further from the Lord. It's taking our listeners that haven't lost kids and the general population that are already put us down many times. It's making it worse for us is all I want to say. So now I'm going to bring Shirley on. Well, Hi, let Shirley. me say one more thing right before you bring Shirley on. Uh, Shirley. I would like to take just a minute and invite everyone to one of our seven-day retreats for a week of friendship and healing. Uh, visit our charity website at wigsofhopelivingforward.org to find a retreat and um, under the retreat page. And I also right. want to tell everyone that I love them and that I do understand. Um, mm-hmm. Do yourself a big favor tonight and forgive Joel Osteen. Uh, he simply does not understand. And I yep. pray that he never will. Amen. Amen. I so agree. Thank you, Renee, so much. We'll bring you back. Shirley, um, what would you like to say? Well, first of all, Peggy, thanks for having me. We really appreciate it. Um, I think one of the big things is that whenever we went on this little march about the the findings of the book, um, mm-hmm. Your Best Life Now, I think that a lot of people have taken it out of context of what we really wanted to prove here. And exactly. I think that Joel Osteen has actually done us a favor. Joel's yeah, book was insane. written in, in Your Best Life Now was published in 2004. But I believe mm-hmm. that the unfolding of these pages now, today, have opened mm-hmm. to us 
in the exact right time and that we have to have a conversation about grief and begin to educate the people so the suffering aren't ashamed of the mm-hmm. way they are feeling anymore. And, you know, yes. it, nothing can, can be – you can't even come to healing until you bring something into the light, and that's when it's spoken. And I mm-hmm. believe that right now is the right time because in 2004, I don't think that the world was ready for to, to be talked about grief. And I, I it may have taken a long time, okay. but there's a reason why these pages have been – Unfolded and open to us now, and so many God things are happening. In the, so many awesome things are happening within the grief community. We have the mm-hmm. you know the National Grief Awareness Day on August thirtieth. The the Cougar mm-hmm. Farley Act, which is going to allow parents to use FMLA after child loss. We've had the first National Grief Convention uh, convention that was held in April of this year, and I believe this mm-hmm. will continue to attract more grievers. And so many other right. things, and of course, mine and Renee's five hundred one three C charity, Wings of Hope, Living Forward, uh, supporting parents and grandparents, and then we, as Renee mentioned, providing the retreats as well as, you know, the development of our Wings of Hope state chapters, right. where people are getting together and planning events in different areas of different states, and right. we're bringing people together. There's nothing like getting a hug from another grieving parent because you know it means something. And, if well, and you also just, tell them what else you do, like the balloon releases and the do all yeah, kinds in, of in stuff, In the retreats, right? um, you know, we have balloon releases or butterfly releases. We have a candle lighting service. Everybody gets a picture uh, of a candle with their child on it. Uh, we mm-hmm. have meetings. There is so much healing that goes on at our retreats. And I right, wish that right. we could pay for every single parent that couldn't afford a retreat to come on one. We're just not there yet. But we're working on it. They're very it. reasonable, I though. Anybody, I tell them approximately what they cost. Um um, they're pretty reasonable for a week away. You, it's not even like for a week's week worth away, of groceries. They normally run around four hundred fifty dollars, and, and that includes the whole week, including food. And and mm-hmm. you know, whenever we can, whenever we have the money, we actually have other activities and everything too, which we can talk about later. But um, mm-hmm. if everybody would just sign those petitions out there, you know, the grief awareness day, the Kugler thing on the the FMLA. You know, every signature matters. Spell that out because I'm not even sure what that is. And you put your name in a pod and, and, and use it later to spam you or anything else. You know, we just need those signatures to make these days valid. And, Could you, you know, spell that out for I people, the, please? I think, I'm sorry? What you were saying, I didn't quite understand you. So if I'm not, probably the listeners are The signatures what, what? needed for the uh, FMLA no, I know, but you said where? Path. Okay. Well, spell that out to people because I, I, I'm not quite on. F- FMLA? It's the Kugler Fargley, Far, Fargley Act, and it's everywhere. It's on our okay. website. Most people it's aren't. I'm just telling you because people aren't aware of it, so they're not aware of it. So okay. that's why we. Well, it's um, been around I for a long time. Last last June, it was actually shot down in Congress, but it's started up again. You know, mm-hmm. you have to have so many signatures on these things for them to even make right. a difference. But if everybody, if they saw, you know, a, a petition that's going around for a change. Just please sign it mm-hmm. or email one of us and, and ask us, is this okay to sign? You know, we'll let them know. Okay. But the All whole right. thing about um, Joel Osteen, you know, I, I, I think that a lot of us, like I said, have taken it out of context on what we really wanted to get across here because it's an opening for us. You know, we don't mm-hmm. want to be categorized as seeking out sympathy or wanting self-pity. Nope. That's just all false. But I, I do understand that that's the way everybody, probably just about everybody thinks that has not been through what we've been through. And that's why grievers have to be the educators. We can't continue to allow others to categorize us in such a bad light. And that's why so many Mm -hmm. feel this way about grievers. And we have to be the teachers. And even though they will never understand, we can at least give them the tools to learn about empathy. 
and that mm-hmm. takes a lot of time. But if well, we don't do it, who's going to do it? The people that don't know about child loss and, and the pain that nope. we experience? We you have know, people within our own family, close work. friends that do this. You know, exactly. I haven't even. I'm not even going to say which members, but if I told people, would freak out how close they are. That told me, like, uh, what are you looking for attention? Well, because you don't live around here anymore, or you're not close by, you weren't there taking care of them. You can just go on with your life. I'm the mother. <laughs> I'm the mother. I'm a single mother, widowed mother now, so I'm I'm going through it alone. And I have, you know, I have two other kids, but they're grown, but still they hurt, you know. And uh, so other people just don't understand what the parent or the grandparent, but especially the parent feels. Or there's grandparents that are raising the other children, you know, besides, um, you know, that maybe raised even the grandchild. That is like a child to them, you know. So um, we just want to make aware. Joel kind of set us back. Uh, he did us a favor, but he set us back a few years, too, because... These are things we've been telling our family. I'm not looking for pity. I'm not sitting here being negative. Uh, I, yes, I I keep their memories alive. That's not being negative. That's making me feel like they still count. You know, we listen to people. I'm sure you agree, and Renee. We listen to people constantly. Well, my the empty nest syndrome. My kid went to college. Well, your your birds fly back. Ours don't. We have empty chairs at our table. They don't come home for the holidays. We hurt, right? Personally, I don't feel like that he he did us an insight or an injustice. I think he did us a favor. No, I'm saying and no. I'm saying no. It's two, double-edged sword. What I'm saying is, and I'm sorry, it's the host to tell, say this this way, but oh. he did us a favor by bringing this out in the open. Something that's been long overdue, but it's also, in some ways, until we get this word out, like we're doing tonight, and hopefully media attention, we've all put in for it, that everybody's going to be aware. It's not just Peggy and Manisi or. Uh, Shirley Tripp Johnson or Renee Blythe, it's not just us that are singled out. A lot of people look at us like we're the only ones because we're the ones they know. They don't know. People in my town don't know you or Renee. Okay, is what I'm saying? So when they hear Joel say, see, even Joel Olstein did this. Joel Olstein says it's about them. So he must be right. Do you, you understand where I'm going with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But on the other hand, I'm glad it's brought to light. It did do us a favor, so it did come at the right time because now people where I grew up and where you live and where Renee lives and where all the other green parents live, see, I'm not alone. I'm not the only one being judged. I'm not the only one having these emotions, and that's the good thing. That's where he helped us, and it's going to come out in the public now. So that's that's what I'm happy about, But okay? What so what else know, do you feel about this? I'm sorry? Uh, what, Joel, what Joel doesn't know is how exhausting grief is, the grief work oh, yeah. that we have to do. But we have to work mm-hmm. at it to get to a place where you can take that pathway to healing. He doesn't know that. Mm-hmm. He just saw yeah. a couple that were just crippled. And this is where mm-hmm. we start to live forward again, not letting mm-hmm. our child go, but taking them with us every step of the way on our journey. And, yeah, right. we're going to stumble and fall. All of us do, and that's okay. We're learning to live again. And we get to right. a point where we know how long we can stay down in our dark hole, but then we yeah, have to get exactly. up. And he doesn't know about how, that. He he only knows how from, many people, from what he saw. He doesn't understand mm-hmm. that whenever we fall into that rut, that that becomes mm-hmm. familiar, and then that becomes a habit, and then that habit's mm-hmm. hard to break. He doesn't understand mm-hmm. any of those things about child loss, but we do. Exactly. And that's what we exactly. have to educate. Mm-hmm. That's what we I have agree. to educate. Totally agree. Um, what I was going to say, how many parents do you, do you feel that you've come across, you and Renee, 
because um, like I said, I also have separate grieving groups, so I know what I, eh, maybe I can't really do a ratio on it, but you have a few that get stuck. It could be five years, 10 years, 15 years, and they're still stuck in the same uh, grief stage one, I guess you would call it, like like the funeral was yesterday. Do you find it a lot in your groups or not? I see it, but I don't see it in a lot of people. I, I see mm-hmm. people moving forward, and I think the groups help because they see others mm-hmm. move forward, and it gives them right. incentive. But but there are some, and I think that a lot of it has to do with the type of death, uh, you know, because, and, and, you know, uh, it's always a tragedy when you lose your child. But mm-hmm. uh, some circumstances right. are, are just harder to live with. And, right, um right. So, you know, um, and individuals, too, you know, we all have different personalities, we all have different makeup, Mm -hmm. you know, we all come from different backgrounds. It would be so nice if we could just put a label on it and say, here, read this, it'll make everything better. But there's no way to do that. There's there's no Band-Aid because there's too many personalities, too many different circumstances, and everybody has to get through it and muddle through it their best way they can. Amen. I agree to that because there's no set time is what I'm trying to say. I, I never went to therapy after either one of my children's death tried, but I couldn't find the group. My daughter left behind a four- and seven-year-old. I needed somebody that uh, would help me with the grandkids losing their mother and me having another child that was going to die of the same illness my daughter. It was very hard for me to find a group at the time, you know, and this goes back 13 years now when I lost my first child. So... um you know, if you need the therapy, don't be afraid to ask for it. Whatever works for you. You know, if you need the medication. I mean, I didn't, but whatever works for you. Um, I've seen you know, a lot Peggy, of people. I went back to school to be a, a grief counselor because I, I knew that there was a need for that in the very mm-hmm. beginning after my son was killed. And when, after right. I did that, and, in, and still yet today, and, I, and I'm going to tell you a story of something that really bothered me. And that okay. I knew that some people, you know, even though I don't think anybody should be categorized, but mm-hmm. some people really don't want help. I had right. a lady call me and wanted to make an appointment for counseling. And so, of course, mm-hmm. I'm asking her questions about, you know, her and, you know, the death of her son and all that type of thing. And, uh, unfortunately, it was a suicide, and, and she was just distraught. And right. then she goes, well, just in the middle of the conversation, it was like, you know what? I, I don't think I need counseling. You know, I'm what? I'm just really mad at him. And you know, I, I'm I'm glad he's dead. And I said, "What? <laughs> you know, oh, I I'm sorry, but I I'm not going to be able to help you because I can't validate yeah. your feelings." And you know, oh, you gosh. have people that are on that, and, and I don't know if it's just the extreme grief that take them there. I don't know because that's not what mm-hmm. happened to to me in my situation. Mm-hmm. I only know my grief, but I don't right. know if that sends people, you know. To that, that to that point or what? But I just knew that I wasn't the professional to to help that person. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? I've said that to people too. If one doesn't work for you, try somebody. I just did that to somebody. Exactly, this past because week. there's somebody for everybody. But exactly. sometimes, you know, if exactly. you don't understand the that type of grief or that type of anger or whatever, you know, I I tell people I can't help you because I do not understand it. You well, know, and I try. You know, too. with different. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I think they have to realize, too, that some people have had issues long before their kids died. And it exactly. just accelerates and exacerbates after the, and makes it worse. Um, I've, 
I found I've had well this week alone just coming out about this and trying to get the show together and promote this to to help others and to say oh my gosh you know what are we going to do about this as a teamwork you know united we stand but I had a couple this of is mothers not a great, bashing it's not a competition. No, All of no, it isn't. Not in competition, and there's some no. organizations uh-uh. that really still feel like that they are in competition, and we're not. No, we're in this together no, no, no. to get. We're in, you know, that's why I said united we stand. There. Exactly, united we stand. and you know, and the whole thing is, is, and this is what I tell people too: stand mm-hmm. up for yourself. You have to right. express your feelings for anybody to ever understand what you're going through, and yeah. well, not even really understand, but try to even get to the point where they can even try to understand. Mm-hmm. You know, but you have to express yep. your feelings because if you don't express your feelings, then they're reading books with that old, that Joel Osteen wrote. That exactly. and, it's no, this, and it's not teaching. speaking the truth. You know, that's, that's the sad what, thing. That's what upset me was the fact that it's not speaking the truth. And and you know, when someone writes something, when they haven't ever experienced it, they don't know the truth. So you can't be mad. Nope. You didn't nope. have to understand that he just simply right. don't know. And I didn't mm-hmm. know, you know, I th- I'd lost my daddy, mm-hmm. I'd lost my grandparents. I thought I knew, but I did not know. And I'll be the first one to admit it. I had no mm-hmm. idea. And uh, mm-hmm. But I do now. You know, right. uh, all those bad things that used to happen in my life are real minor now. They don't mean yeah, very much yeah. anymore. You know, those well, days, yeah. are, are, those hurt days are all gone because I've done the ultimate hurt, and that's lose my child. Well, you know, uh, that's that's another subject. When you've lost even more than one like me, it was eight years between their deaths, they assumed I would handle the second one better. Hell uh-huh. no. You know what happened to me? <laughs> I was suppressing a lot of that anger for eight years because I had him to take care of for the same thing. And when he died, I got up one morning and there was no sterilization equipment, no pills being set up, no IVs, no TPN. It was a lot of work seven days a week. I, I, I didn't have time off. I didn't have time out. All right, and I got up one morning and I went to go sterilize equipment. I'm like, what are you doing? And I'm like looking around, and the pills are still there, and the cabinet, and tons. The disease was oh, tons of meds. And I'm like, who the hell am I? Who am I? I had no idea who I was. And it's been four years since him, and it, I have to honestly say, maybe the past year is I'm finally and finding out who I am again. Who I am? I I had no idea. I was the mother from 1973 till 2011. From my daughter's birth to my son's death, uh, the mother of the children with cystic fibrosis, that it was a daily routine. Like I said, each circumstance is different, but that was my life story. And for 38 years, that's what I did. And then I got up one day, and it's like my other two children don't have it. So I'm like, I didn't know who it was. Yeah, I still, you still go through the normal function of cooking for the other kids and whatever. But it's all the rest of the stuff that I was doing for 38 years. I really lost my identity. I didn't know what to do. So it's, it can, it's, frightening. it's frightening. It's frightening. I have something to I'm say sorry. on that, Peggy. I've mm-hmm. lost all my family. And, right. But the whole time, anytime somebody died, I was always told, you'd be strong for the family. we got to move on. Mm-hmm. we got to live again. And I always did yep. until I lost mm-hmm. trip. And that's what I knew right. my grief was. And because mm-hmm. I had held all those, those grieving feelings in with my mom, dad, all my siblings, and all the others that passed away, Right. Now, all of a sudden, after three years of grieving trip, all of a sudden, all the right. negative emotions started coming up, and they surfaced. Yep. That's and what I'm I have yep. had to make peace with things that I thought that I had put to bed, but I haven't. Mm-hmm. And I urge everybody, if when that happens to you, because it will, if you haven't yep. grieved everybody, 
and all those things surface, take care of them. Do your due process for grief. Do them. You will learn things about yourself that you never knew before, and some of them aren't Mm -hmm. good. But it's going to take Mm -hmm. you to a better place, and it's going to take you possibly to your purpose. Exactly. Amen. Amen. Grief is hard. I get that, too. I can remember just sitting one day and mad at my mother after 20 years of her being gone. And I'm like, oh, my God, all this stuff was surfacing about her. And I, all of a sudden I was mad about certain things. And it's like, and, I, and even though I did feel like I went through the process, I delayed a lot of it in those eight years between my daughter and son and, you know, with siblings around them, too. But the primary were my, my kids. I just, it, it did a head trip on me. And, but it, all of a sudden these feelings are surfacing. And I'm like, oh, my God, I thought I dealt with all this. I didn't. It was only about a year ago that I finally came to grip with my feelings and who I am. I now kind of know who I am. I'll, I may never know totally who I am. I know that I have to do what I do. And I'm glad you brought about your life purpose, like what you guys are doing, what I'm doing. We found it. We have purpose. People go, oh, you work too much. You do too You know what? What do you want me to do? I can sit here all day and look at the, the four walls. I have a mess. I don't walk very I can hardly walk anymore. I have to do something with it, and, and it's rewarding helping other people, and it makes me feel good, and it helps them. So what's wrong with that? I get condemned for that, too. Have you guys ever been condemned for your work at all by family or <laughs> friends? Or, <laughs> I, I, I want to hear that one, girl, because I, I am sick of it. The fat lady's singing on this one, girl. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. <laughs> well, just let me quote my dear sweetheart. She's a Christian friend of mine in Florida. And uh, okay. she says, when you do God's work, Renee, the devil will use people against you first. So you oh, just yeah. have to buckle up and, and keep going. Yeah. But, you know, ready I, for wanna, the ride, well, girls. I want to mention something about it again, because this it thing really gets to me. Uh, it has for years. But oh, okay. uh, today, what? That was on the Adams uh, family, wasn't it, or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on it? I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, we have to joke. One of the ladies uh, in Shirley's group today, she posted a, uh, something that I'd like to read real quick uh, because sure. I think that it'll mean, have a lot of meaning, too, especially parents that are new in their grief. And uh, mm-hmm. all of the people that aren't and that's old in their grief will certainly understand all of them. Um, right. You should be over it. But what is it? Uh, it's been a year. You should be over it. But exactly what is it? But do people ever who have never really suffered a loss know what it is? Well, to us, to the bereaved, it is five days after the funeral and your world caves in with reality of the loss. It is Thanksgiving trying to find something to be thankful for. It Mm -hmm. is Christmas without the merry and New Year's without the happy. It is your first day back to work when every minute you're afraid that you're going to burst into tears. It is their birthday, but there's no them to celebrate. It is Valentine's Day, only this time no hearts and flowers to share with them, and your heart's broken. It is springtime when everything comes alive except you. It is Easter, and everyone is singing, let us rejoice and be glad, but there's no rejoicing or no glad in your heart. It is Mother's Day, and you sadly remember how happy being a mother made you feel, or how you rejoiced with your spouse over the birth. It is Father's Day, and you sadly remember how happy being a father made you feel, or you know, or how you rejoiced with your spouse over the birth. It's the 4th of July. And the celebrations remind you of just how little you feel you have to celebrate now. It is vacation time, and you just stay home because there's nowhere to go to feel 
not so empty. It is Halloween, and you pass out candy, but you remember all the memories of the past happy times together, That make, and now it makes you sad. It's seeing the milestones in your life progress and past your loved one is gone, never to share with them. It's looking at the moon and wondering if they see the same moon, like the two of you always did in the past. It's receiving the first wedding invitation to a friend's wedding and knowing that life is going on without your loved one. And it's going back to church for the first time and remembering, but not remembering, and feeling all your eyes on you. It's going to another funeral for the first time and feeling you shaking all over, too distraught to stay but too unable to leave. And it's doing all the things that you always did, plus all the things you hoped that you'd do together. And doing it all when you're all out of when all your energy has been used up for grieving, and it's being strong when you really really feel weak, and it's dealing with the legality of the estates and all that you want to to hibernate. It's the whole big bunch of stuff that you didn't ask for, didn't want, and can't even give away, and it's going to the cemetery and seeing the monument with their name on their face, and it hits you in the face that it's real. It's the feeling like like a traitor when you get rid of your personal belongings. It's approaching the first anniversary of their death and reliving it all. And yes, some things might be better, but the void is no less. It's the people forgetting to cry and people remembering, and you cry. It's a future mm-hmm. of unknown and uncertainness and emptiness. And it's a first glimpse of the sunrise in your last waking breath and finding ways to creep into your sleep and your dreams. So maybe when someone tells you that you should be over it by now, you should tell them what it really is. Oh, my gosh. That's beautiful. Beautiful. And it's okay to cry, guys, on the show. I just want to let everyone know we all cry. No matter how much work we do to help others, we still cry, girls. We still cry. Not as often, but we do. Okay? Thank you very much for that. That was beautiful. You okay? Yeah, I'm fine. It's just, you okay. know, I'll never get over it. <laughs> and by the way, I know, uh, like Chris. I said, the only it was Adam's family that I remember, and I had Megan Mark, and you had Chris, and, and um, you know, and, and Trip. So, you know, they have names, and every time I put their face on Facebook or the foundation that I have for helping other kids with a disease, it's like, oh, I've seen that picture before. Well, you know what? That's all I have left. All I have left yeah. is the memories, the pictures. And I lost 90%, 99%. I also got hit, you know, with Hurricane Sandy a year after my husband and son died, and it took away 99% of my memories. I lost everything. I lost memories too. So whatever you see on Facebook is what I got left. Oh. So it's it's hard. It's real hard. Real hard. Yep. Oh gosh, girls. Well, uh, is there anything you know, else I, you'd like I, to I touch on? I came up with or? something. I came up mm-hmm. with something one night when I was sitting up late. That's when I, my best stuff comes to me. And I was thinking, okay. you know, anybody says there's a reason and a purpose for everything, and I always right. thought that there's a reason and mm-hmm. a purpose for everything. And then the mm-hmm. other night. Not too long ago, it was like, wait a minute. Once you find your purpose, you know what the reason is. Exactly. So I reverse exactly. that, and that's what I'm going to live by now, because mm-hmm. I feel it. Trip's gone. He's mm-hmm. never coming back, 
And, mm-hmm. you know, and I have right. to accept that. But I have found my purpose, and that's with partnering with Renee and forming Wings of Hope Living Forward. That's our purpose. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Now we know our reason, and it's for our kids. And it's helping other grieving parents that exactly. may not be as strong as what we are. You know what I'm saying? Because people a- have different strengths. Some of us mm-hmm. are leaders. Some of us are followers. Right. Some of us are exactly. healers. So I mean, we all have different. Mm-hmm. We all have different gifts, and whatever gift we have, that's what we have to give. If it's a gift of listening, that's important. Yep. And I tell you what, there's, there's, I have met so many, and I know Renee will say the same thing. We have met so many wonderful people at these retreats, and we've mm-hmm. cried, we've prayed, we've ate with them, we've ran around our pajamas with them, we've, you know, we've had some very intimate moments. But we also laugh and we find joy. Exactly. And in one retreat, I can remember sitting by the pool and everybody was lying, dancing, and having a good time. We had a, a DJ there. And I mm-hmm. forget who was sitting beside me, but she said, you know, I'm just sad because everybody's so happy. I said, this is called finding your joy because nobody's mm-hmm. judging you here. Nobody's asking you, why aren't you over it yet? If you want to cry, mm-hmm. you can cry. Because that's yep. called sappy and had. You can be happy and be sad, and then be yep. sad and be happy all in the same five seconds. You know. Yeah. It's called Very sappy and line. had. Yep. Yep. You know. How many? We, how many of us go to weddings to and get, cry? We, the, you know? the, the most healing tool I think in the world for a grieving parent is to make connection with another grieving parent in person. Yeah. And I, know I had a lady tell me to one. Do that. Excuse me. Wait. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It just came out. I'm sorry. I had a lady tell me at one of the retreats, she goes, this is the first time I've laughed in four years and minutes. Mm -hmm. Wow. And she said, I know who it was. It was Deb Mama Bang. And I said, "It just you know, that made everything that I've worked and done over the past couple of years worth it all. Just that one thing. If it never did anything but make Deb Mama Bang laugh and mean it, Mm -hmm. it was worth it to me. No, I agree. And you know I what, agree. Peggy, we, I was always meet a lot of, a, we, knew, we, we meet a lot of parents in these retreats, and some mm-hmm. of them come as couples, some of them come as just the moms or whatever. But <clears throat> right. we have kindled friendships at every retreat, and we have people that come to every single retreat. From all over the country, There's always people right? that come back that have been to a retreat, like, say, last year, and they've already made plans to come back to another one. That's how healing mm-hmm. these retreats are, because we don't just fill it up with sadness and tears no nope. I mean, we have nope. fun we we cry yep. and we pray together and we you know hug each other and our kids you know. want us to have fun they want us exactly, to be happy but we, we have fun you know exactly you know i i'm a christian woman just like you whether you're christian jewish i'm not you know putting a tag on anybody i believe there's one god you know but uh and i'm not going to get into any religious things on the show but i believe it's god and we come with a plan and and then we go home, you know, and if we can help you through that journey by what you're doing, by what I'm doing, to get through that journey with what we're supposed to be doing now and w- the purpose of our children that brought us to this part of the plan, and then one day we all go home. How do you feel about that? I mean, what I don't know, you know, what, you know, I'm not asking about religion or whatever. What what do either one of you feel about that? Do you feel like we all come with the plan? It's all about love and and God and 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 we do go home with them. Well, Renee? Either one. I'm here. 
Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I usually talk. Actually, ladies, I'm sweating it. I'm trying to keep my air conditioner off so there's no noise, and I'm I'm not ready to faint, guys. Talk, <laughs> talk. I really, I got to have something to drink here. Sorry. Hello. If you don't hear me talking, you know what happens. Okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. What did you ask me? I'm sorry. What do you feel yes, about God's plan? Well, part of the part of the purpose, right? Or, or you feel? I mean, well, I believe well, we go God home told to him me and what to do. Through. I mean, he, he he told me what to do. Do he told me mm-hmm. to write my book? I wrote the book, and yeah. that led me to this, to the Wings of yeah. Hope Living Forward. And um, you know, I I was begging to die. To be honest, for four years I prayed to die every day, and got mad because he wouldn't let me die. And uh, finally, mm-hmm. when he spoke to me and led me to where where I am today, now I see that my purpose is is uh, beyond Fulfilling. me. It, it, it's fulfilled. beyond what I would have done with my life. It's what God needs me to do for for Him. And um, right. so I look at things differently than I used to. And mm-hmm. what I was talking about in my when I was talking earlier about how we get to a place later on. When we can look back and see, uh, mm-hmm. when you're in it, and the first four years, believe me, I was in it. Uh, mm-hmm. you're, there's no seeing out of the hole. You're in the hole. You can't get out of the hole. The hole, you're stuck. Yep. And then when you finally climb out of the hole, for the for next year or two, you, ro- you walk right on that abyss. You can fall back mm-hmm. in real easy. And then once you pass that, and you op- forgiveness has so much to do with it, you have to forgive Everybody that's ever hurt you, mm-hmm. or every, and ask for forgiveness for everything you've ever done. And when you do that, it's like this key unlocks, and God can come in, and He can fill your heart with His love, and it replaces. It don't replace, right. but it replaces some of that loss and uh, the pain that that fist that surrounds your heart, squeezing so bad that you can't hardly breathe all day, every day. That grip. Eases it gets it, it it goes away, and you don't have that gripping heart pain. And uh, right. I, I used to wonder how could I hurt so bad and it not hurt my heart. Well, science has yeah. proven that it does. <laughs> you know? Oh yes, so, it does. Oh yes, it does. How many people die of a broken heart? That's it, a real deal. That's real. It it is real. But God got me. Can I ask you one question? What? Okay, I just want to ask you one question. I'm not trying to interrupt you. When you said God talked to you, what did you mean? Just when you started doing your purpose, you knew it was Him talking, or did you wake up one night and God talked to you? What? what, what just clarify. Actually, I was sitting in my recliner where I said most of the time, and I was mad. I was angry. I got. I never was mm-hmm. mad at God because Chris died, but I did right. get mad because He wouldn't listen to me. And mm-hmm. four years after being in this this stressful grief, black hole. Yeah. I was like saying, what's wrong with you? Can't you hear me, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just started, you know, ordering the devil out of my house because I said, it's got to be the devil doing it. And I just mm-hmm. started, did this every morning for three, six, I don't know, maybe seven mornings. And then one day God said, you just in my mind, just like I could hear him just plain to say, you have to get up and do something or nothing will change. Definitely. And so I thought, well, what is he talking about? Maybe he wants me to make a change. So I started thinking about moving back home to Arkansas and to, you know, to get, just change my, where I am, you know, um, right. and making plans. And then he said, what about your book? Mm-hmm. And 
just those words. What about your book? And oh, yeah. that's what he wants me to do. So I sat down and wrote. Tell him the name of your book, by the way. Uh, it can be bought on Amazon. Right? It's uh, your book? when your baby dies. It, when your baby dies uh, at right. any age. It's um, because I I said when Chris was uh, died and I went and called nine one one. He died in his sleep. I called and I said, "Come quick, my baby's dead." And I gave him my address, right. and she said, "No oh, warning or anything, right?" No warning. No warning. I, and I said, yeah. uh, she, she said, how old is your baby? And I said, he's 30. Hurry. And I hung up. Right, right. And of course, I went right back to him. I mean, you know, I couldn't keep my hands off of him. All I wanted to do was hold him and and beg him to wake up. Yeah, but, that's uh, what I tell people. It's nothing worse than a mother watching. Uh, my daughter died, like I said, on Mother's Day at home um, in front of her two little children. Um Shock total. I mean, we knew she was very sick. We were hoping to get her transplant, and then I get a call. They rushed her to the hospital. She had already died, so I wasn't with her at that time. My son died right in front of me. So nothing worse than watching your children taking their last breath. You watch them take your first, and you watch them take the last. It's I can never get that vision. I didn't have that with my daughter, of course, but with my son, I did. I still can't get that vision out of my head. That's when it really hits me sometimes. Like, oh my gosh, you 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 kind of forget everything in between sometimes, you know. And then you sit there walking into the funeral home. I remember with my daughter, and I remember walking over and looking at her and say, "We all want to put the bandaid on the knee." And I said, "I'm sorry, honey, I couldn't put the bandaid on any longer." It's the worst feeling in the world. We all want to. You know, get the antibiotic to get rid of the ear infections or the flu or whatever you're doing, and then you can't put that Band-Aid on anymore. It's a t- There's no way to describe it. I just call that, call it that. You can't put the Band-Aid on that anymore, and it's the worst feeling in the world because we as moms or fathers, we're here to protect them, and then when they're gone, we feel like we failed them. I mean, no matter – we didn't, we didn't, but we still have those feelings like, could I have done something different or – did I should I took, take him to a, should I have taken him to a different doctor? Did you feel like that, or did you did you go through the guilt phase of it? Because I think most people have. What's your feelings on that? Back to your question on um, what do you feel about? Do you think that you know God has a, a purpose? Do you believe in God having a purpose? Right. I have always believed that. And I think now that the words of of Joel Olstein and his book have been mm-hmm. opened up to to us as the grieving mm-hmm. community, I think that mm-hmm. that totally says that there's a purpose. Because I don't think that the the grieving or the not the grieving world, but the other world, <laughs> um, right. I don't think they were ready until now. Right. And I think no, that, I agree you know, with it's you. It's kind of like you know we have unanswered prayers sometimes because it's not time. To answer them, mm-hmm. because yeah. we have our time and God has His time. And as far as you know, believing in a purpose, I've always believed in that, and and I still believe in it to this day. Because just this thing with Joel Osteen has opened mm-hmm. up and said, "Okay, this is time. It's it's time to bring grief into the light now." Right, lemons to lemonade, like I call and it. And I, I truly yeah. believe that with all yeah. my heart. And I do believe people get mad that when I keep God talking about lemons to lemonade, but it's time. It was time. And no, I believe God that didn't too. take my child because, you know, some stupid driver did. But he still has mm-hmm. a plan, and he has a purpose right. for our lives and the things that happen in our lives. And he's not going to open up anything to us that we're not able to handle. Mm-hmm. And this is one thing that we have to handle, and that we've spoke out now, and it's getting attention. Right. 
and now's the exactly. time for it to come out. And and yes, I do believe that there's a purpose, and I believe that there's a reason for everything that happens. I, I firmly oh, I believe that with all my heart. I've done 60, 70 shows now in almost two years, and every one of the shows that comes out that some way or another, no matter what you do you know, on the shows, because I do different shows for different things, authors and whatever, because you know I'm an author too. I've got a book out on Amazon. And um, so anyhow, to make a long story short, it always comes out about the purpose, about the reason, the timing, the synchronicities of it. You know, I talk about that. I was even going to change the name of the show to the Synchronicity Show because there's so many, meaning basically that it's about the purpose, the timing, the Everything happens for a reason, as much as we can hate it. And we hate not being with our children in the physical sense. We know if you have the Lord in your heart, we know that they're safe with the Lord. We will see them again. We, we'll we get the answers when we get there. People ask me all the time, it's like, well, what do you think? I'm, I don't know. I'm not him. I can't give you that answer. I'm not God. When we get there, we'll have the answer. When we're reuni- reunited with our All I know is our, I have a beautiful child staring back at me in a picture right now. And yep. we are connected. Yeah, we yep. are you're connected. always connected. Always connected. Always connected. Yeah, they're always around. I just around urge us. everybody to to get connected with somebody. You know, reach mm-hmm. out to me. Reach out to Renee. If you need a phone call, let us know because we're always there, and we, we do reach mm-hmm. out to a lot of people every single day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just know yep. that me too. Me too. Friends, <laughs> even if we haven't met, you, I work we, seven days we a week doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I actually, actually, uh, after the show, I'll be posting, um, if not tonight, tomorrow, if they want to go, I'll be posting the different sites and where to go and, or, you know, where to talk to you guys, me, or whomever they need to talk to, you know, you know, because we're all, like I said, we're all united here. We're all working together, you know, and um, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. (laughs) What? I'm sorry? I said, we'll shoot it straight. Yeah, we ain't about no BS, girls. <laughs> it is what no it is. No BS here. It is we're like it is. one big yep. family. Yeah, we're like yeah, one big we're not perfect, you know, you know we, we, we were not perfect people. I just want to tell you, we, we swear, some of us smoke, some of us have a couple drinks. <laughs> we're not perfect, you know, so don't think we're putting on the, uh, we have the halos over our heads, but we have them so in I, our hearts. I just want okay? to say that, um, you know, I, okay. I've met some wonderful people through my grief. Mm-hmm. Thousands of people, I'll I'll have to Mm -hmm. say, that I met through my grief. And I would say that probably 95% of the people that I've met and talked to, I I want for a friend or an acquaintance, you know, however you do that. You know what I'm saying? There's only a few of us that are just really disconnected. And Mm -hmm. some of us who feel like that we're disconnected, if we just connect with another grieving parent and talk to them, Especially mm-hmm. somebody that maybe traveled the road a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because what what we say is the truth. We're not going to mislead you. We're not going to tell you you're going to have a wonderful heavenly journey because you're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but we're going to shoot it straight to you. And and yeah. that's what I like about whenever people contact me. It's and especially new on the grief because, you know, me for one, I'll tell them you know it's going to get harder before it gets any easier. Because it yeah, takes a long we still time have to a hard that, days. We still that one path still that you them. take off to the healing. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It, it takes a long time to, to, to be able to find that path that kind of cuts off and you go that way. Right, right. And you have to believe well, in I'll yourself tell you, to girls, do that. 
our board is lit up here. Um, I just want to tell my right. listeners, as the as the Mrs. DJ here, <laughs> I just want to tell the listeners that um, if you want to talk to us, we have my board. I can't even scroll down. There's so many callers, but I see only mm-hmm. two out of all our callers tonight, and I can't even scroll down. Like I said, two hit the question, meaning they want to talk to us. If and I, right. some of them are a little confused about the show. So if you want to speak to us while you're on the line, you need to press the one Q, and that lets me know that you'd like to talk to us and put in your input or ask questions or whatever you need. Okay? So, girls, do you feel like you want to take a couple callers and talk and give them some answers or, or you know, see what we can do to sure. help them? Sure. Okay. We'll be glad to. First come, first serve. What I'm going to do, I want to tell my listeners, there's a five-second delay. So please let me say hello before you start giving me your name and where you're from because I won't hear you. Um, we we do have the show. All my shows are archived. You can go back to them anytime. They're forever. Okay. So I'm going to say hello. Um, on, once I pick you up, I'll give you your first three numbers. Uh, you just tell us the state you're from and what your first name is. We don't need to know all details and how we can help you. How's that? And we're doing first come, first serve. Okay. So we have area code. Uh, first of all, Shirley and uh, Renee, before, tell them where you're from, the state you're from. I'm sorry. <laughs> where I'm are you in from, Pennsylvania. Shirley? I'm and in I'm in Virginia Beach. You're in Virginia Beach. Okay. All right. So they all know. Okay, cool. And I'm in New York. Okay. Hold on. This is area code 913. Uh, tell us the state you're from. And the last four numbers I can give to, 0979. Tell us uh, your first name and the state you're from and how we can help you. Okay. Hold on. Hello, caller. What's your name? Uh, hi, this is Becky, and I am from hi, Kansas. Hi, Becky. Where are you from? From Kansas? Kansas. Hi, Becky from Kansas. How can we help you? Uh, well, you know, I, all this with Joel that's going on, and just the things that you said really genuinely upset me. Um, mm-hmm. As far as t- the grief, get over the grief. You mm-hmm. know, I'm two years into my grief. Um, I lost my right. daughter on May 19th of 13, and I mm-hmm. also lost a grandson on September 28th of 2011. Okay, sorry. And he, the, my grandson was sleeping next to me uh, when he mm-hmm. passed, and my oh, my daughter, my oldest daughter, she passed from a drug overdose. Mm-hmm. And... I've had a lot of people tell me it was suicide, so I've had a lot of arguments about that. Um, right. But the thing about Joel is, you know, I would like to personally ask him, which one of your children would you mind giving back to God? I know. I say that which all the one? time. We all would like I mean, to. I mean, I mean, were you a follower before this, honey? Becky, were you a follower of his before? Did you listen to him, or did you, were you into him? Because I, I, I know in my I own family him. there was a lot of followers. We all loved him at one point, I and then him. I haven't. I have lost two nephews, and my one niece. She had me following him. You know, she got me, and then she is totally distraught. She just lost her son two years ago, and then this happened the, the other day, and she goes, she, "It felt like she got the rug taken out from under her because she listened to every word." This is like I can't yeah. believe he did this. So this is hurting yeah, I, I, people in that respect, you know. Yeah, so and, and I'll never follow him again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Well, well, we have to. Quit, I mean, you know. Okay. What do you feel about this girl, Shirley or Renee? Which, whichever one want to talk. You know. I don't know. Well, I my personal feeling is, and and you know, not to be 
sound cruel or anything like that, but I think that Joe Olsen just screwed up. I think yeah, right. that he spoke about something that he thought he knew about because of his, because uh, he's not really a biblical speaker, he's a motivational speaker. Exactly. He just gets so tied up in his motivational stuff that he doesn't know what the truth really is. You know, he's a pretender. And right, you know, right. I don't know Joe Olstein. I've I've what they call a rock star, right? Rock I've really star. liked him. <laughs> and mm-hmm. you know, I I was as a matter of fact, I've called my partner Renee and said my partner in the charity, not my partner in life. But okay. I called <laughs> her and show said, girls. you know, <laughs> Joe Olstein gave a really good message tonight. You know, I've mm-hmm, told her mm-hmm. that many times. But the whole thing yep. is, is that he, he was just wrong on this because he doesn't know. So yep. let's give Joe Olsen a break and educate him. Yes. You know, Why do you think he's it's not answering us? us? I mean, the, we've all contacted him, right? We've all I'm contacted sorry, sorry? him. What, they, we've all contacted him, and they've been deleting Try comments. To. I noticed there's a side box, like even if you go to the the the, the, the against or the page you put up, uh, you know whatever uh, boycotting Joe Olstein, it can go to a side page. And I scrolled through that, and I did see some of the comments in there. So do you think we missed some of the comments well, that were the left Pope there? Had nothing to do with that page. That somebody totally. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry. I thought you guys. I, had to, I apologize. But that, that we we did not do that. Okay. Oh, we didn't, okay. No, we, we didn't, that we didn't open that page. No. Okay. We, and was it Peggy? Was it Peggy yeah. that said uh, it's been four years ago? Or, or the, uh, the four-year mark is when you started realizing or start, started to, um, I guess, find your new normal somewhat? Well, oh, okay, I, for okay, wait, me, I'm four years was... Well, I lost my son four years ago, and I lost okay. my daughter 13 years ago. And I, like I said, both of them had cystic fibrosis, genetic illness. They were both born with. They died, she at 28 and him at 22. It wasn't until my son's death, I said, four years ago, he died nine months after my husband, eight years after my daughter, that I felt yeah. the full impact of the grief. I grieved my daughter, but I had him to him three three kids to keep going for, and another, you know, him with the illness. It was right. that impacted me when he died. That's when I didn't know who I was because all of a sudden, after 38 years between the beginning of her birth and his, they were 16 years apart in age. So by the time she was born in 73, diagnosed 76, till he died 2011, that's who I was. I was the mother of four, two kids with cystic fibrosis, and I, seven days a week, 24 hours a day, around the clock. There was constant care. They had their good times. They weren't like in wheelchairs a time, you know, or whatever, but it led led somewhat of a normal life. But the thing was, for 38 years, that was my identity. Mother of four, two with cystic fibrosis, and a routine. What I said is, after the funeral and everybody's gone, you know, left me and whatever, I sat here one morning and I got up, and I I wasn't sleeping very well anyhow, and I got up and I looked around my kitchen and all the pills and equipment was here, and and at the end we were feeding him through TPN because he couldn't even eat, and... All of a sudden, I didn't have to sterilize uh, nebulizers and and get the pills ready and the special meals. And that's when I said I I didn't know who I was. And it took me until about a year ago, which would have been three years since he passed, that I woke up and I said – I started to finally come to grips with things, you know. You never get over it, but you move on to another aspect of your life. That's what I was saying. And finally trying to figure out who I was. And I'm, I think I'm, I'm getting there. I'm, I'm not totally there, but I'm, I'm pretty close. Pretty close. Well, I thought so, I was getting chances, better. How are you feeling? I was getting I'm better. Sorry. I think maybe, but 
you know, I when she passed away, I uh, buried her on a Friday, and then it was Memorial Weekend, and mm-hmm. so we didn't go back until Tuesday, and I had to go back to work on Tuesday, oh and God. I was a mess. I mean, mm-hmm. I couldn't help but sit at my computer and cry all day. Right. You know, and then uh, I don't know if anyone knows Patricia. Um that's down in Arkansas. Yeah, Patricia. We both know uh, her. We yeah. both know her. Me and Renee both know her. Okay, She's well, she, she brought me down to um, Arkansas last summer for two weeks. Uh, it was a wonderful time, the most healing time I've ever had because I have two adult addicts that are, I mean, they treat me horrible, horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They use my other daughter's death against me. Um, that's the reason, you know, they, it's a lot of the reason that I can't make them leave. Um, I mean, my they go in spurts. Like, my daughter will be good, and then my, you know, then my son, then my daughter, then my son, you know. And because of my daughter that passed away, and because there aren't drugs, and she died of a drug overdose, and it scares mm-hmm. me to death. Yeah, no, but you can also have kids. I have. Um, I'm not going to say which one. I have a child that doesn't do drugs or anything, and I haven't talked to him since the day before Christmas when my best friend died this past year. Um, he cuts me off all the time, and he's not on mm. drugs. So sometimes they just cut you out. I have other family close to me that have done this too. Almost like they vent and blame me. I'm I'm the punching bag. I've always been the punching bag, the one yep. the caretaker, and, 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 and I'm act. tired of it. I'm tired of being the punching mm-hmm. bag. I'm tired of. I'm tired of it. I, this is where I yep. said I've grown, that I've changed. I'm not allowing to, them to punch me anymore. You know what? Yeah, it's I'm on them. I give them. The, I give the doors open. It's their option, but I am not. You know what? And Renee and Shirley going like, I don't kiss anybody's ass anymore. In plain English, excuse my expression, but I don't. I'm not a kid. No, ass. I get it. And I, I love my kids. I love my kids unconditionally. That's what love is, and I love some of the other ones. But if you want to play a game, I can't play games. I'm too old. I've learned too much. I've seen too much. I've been through too much. I'm not playing games with anyone anymore. Okay, I'm here but how if do you, you get want to me. But don't just call me when you just need something. Call me because you care. Can I get a call on Mother's Day? Can I get a call? And of course, I lost my daughter on Mother's Day when she died. So I've lost two children plus one on that day. Okay, and I don't sometimes don't get calls from sometimes all the time. I don't get any calls from Mother's Day, not Mother's Day, Christmas wow. sometimes. You know, it's terrible. It people don't know the whole story. I don't. I don't divulge. I wrote a book outline of my life. I've got four more books going to be coming out, but I give outlines. I don't give the whole story because some of it's really nobody's business, and I got to deal with it. You know, right? But it hurts. It hurts well, like I hell. Well, I put holes in my eye, in my doors, um, mm-hmm. just and in my walls. I mean, just everywhere. Just mm-hmm. just tore my house all up, and I don't have the money to fix it, you know. And then mm-hmm. I've I've been in bed for five days. Mm-hmm. I've been I've been off work for since April twenty sixth. I was supposed to go back, and now, you know, I have health issues, so I have to see a, a neurologist and everything. But you know, mm-hmm. do you think they care now? I, I have multiple sclerosis, so I understand. I can hardly walk anymore, and uh, so I. I mean, I, I feel relate. so lost. I don't have mm-hmm. any friends here. Well, All what my you, friends what you just away. mentioned a while ago about about having to go back to work in two days, uh, the FMLA Act, which is 
Charlie was discussing earlier, that is uh, the Leave Act. Uh, that so, you know, if your parents are sick, you can get three months off work without losing your job to go take care of them. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a federal law that in, uh, that enacted that, and they left out grieving parents. They've left out parents that lost a child. Um, really? And so you got to go back to work. Yeah, you have to be back to work within seven days in most instances. And that's just not right because a parent that just loses a part of them is does not need to be back at work in seven days. No. Uh, the, they need time to even realize that it's real. You know, because yep. you're in a fog, you don't even you don't even want to believe it for the first month. You know, I and. Uh, you know, I so, know, so uh, this is what we're trying to get changed is this FMLA Act, to enact for parents. It's too late for us, but it's not too late for the thousand mores that's going to happen tomorrow. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. there was this, a girl here in Kansas City that her son was sent home on the honey, hospital. Honey, it's hard to hear you. What you say? Um, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Can you hear me now? Uh, yes, better. Hello. Okay. Um, hold on. Maybe this will be better. That's good. Can you hear me <laughs> now? Yeah, if anybody's on speakerphone, take it off, please, because we no, have uh, echo in the background. We can't hear you. Yeah, I've been hearing some echoing, so, you know, we can't do a speakerphone here. Okay, okay well, uh, they sent That's her 16-year-old boy home with 103.7 fever, and he died. Oh, my God. After him home, and the autopsy said he had pneumonia, and the hospital said, uh, that he just had a virus that he had to, uh, I guess, has to work, you know, play itself out. Mm-hmm. But it was pneumonia, and he passed away, and he was only 16. Wow. You know, and they, or personally, but I've reached out to her, but in the situation I'm in, I don't know if I can even help her. Mm-hmm. You now, know, what is but, she to you? She's a, she's somebody you just met, or a relative? I'm she's sorry. not my Facebook friend. Oh, I see. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you part, and I think Renee and Shirley will agree. I found also, I mean, I, I started this even before my son died, a lot of stuff uh, helping people um, while I was going through it again. But I was doing some stuff back then. And it, it's it's really good to, to, to reach out, even if it's a little bit, because it is part of the healing process. Because you're not so focused on you. You can take... Those lemons, like I say, and everybody hates it, and turn them into lemonade that way. You can make something sweet out of something so sour. And in the turn, you're helping somebody else. It's kind of like the domino effect, but in a good way. And right. you're also healing yourself by doing it because it gives you it, – it's been shown. It, it, it raises the uh, anamorphins and, and, and dopamine levels in the brain. It gives you that feel-good feeling when you help somebody. Shirley and, and Renee, would you agree about that? Mm-hmm. Okay. I so, definitely agree with you. Okay. All right. So, Becky, it, you know, it probably would help. I mean, I know you may go through health things. Like I said, I'm pretty much disabled totally at this point. Uh, I get around a little bit. But mm-hmm. I'm working. I'm probably working harder now than I did when I had my home nursing business, you know. So right. it does help, even if it's just a little bit, just a little bit. It's It's a stepping stone to healing for you and in the process like I said a domino effect in a good sense where you're helping somebody else and it, everybody involved benefits from it okay right I okay. that very much do you have yeah, honey do you, you have anything else because I have a lot of callers here I don't, I don't no, want to just cut anybody off okay nope. so Lizzie, God bless you sweetheart and I'll be posting yeah, things you. um 
And at the end of the show, it's it's it, the show is good, archived, like all my shows. You can go and hear it in about a half an hour, or it's there forever. And we'll be at the end of the show announcing all the different groups you can go and talk to, retreats and what have you. So you have a place okay. to go back to, so you don't have to remember it right now, okay? Okay, thank you very much. Okay, God bless, honey. Have a good night. Thanks. Okay, Hi. thank you. Yeah, she can still hear us, and we have uh, people in the chat room. Tonight I'm really not going to talk in the chat room because, like I said, I'm about ready to faint with no air conditioning on. <laughs> having a hard enough time here. <laughs> I'm doing this for you, girls. So there's no noise in the background. Okay, let's take uh, a call, another call that's been hanging on for a while. Like I said, the board is so lit up, um, and a lot of people do want to talk now that I told them to press the one cue. Uh, let's see who's been well, on the longest after. Let's just minimize the amount of the talk. That way we can get to more callers. What do you think? I'm sorry? In what way? Maybe we should mean? just minimize the talking, and that way we can get in more callers. Talking as far as what? That's what we're doing. It's a talk show. I don't know what you, I don't get what you mean. Well, since there's so many callers. Maybe yeah. Oh, you know, maybe like, give, give them not, each like maybe three minutes is what you're saying, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, no problem. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Just a suggestion. Yeah, I just don't like cutting people <laughs> off because I, I like to touch, you know, get as many I know, as I can too. I know. So. All right. Okay. Let me see because right now, uh, I'm just gonna refresh the board here because it does this on everybody's that does the show, and you can have a hard time seeing it. Okay, I'm gonna have to go by your last four numbers because it's cutting off your first three. Um, let's see who's been on the longest. Okay, the last four numbers are 1659. I'd like your first name and where you're from, please. Okay, whoops. Hello? Whoops, here we go. Hello? Hello. Yes, what's your first name, please? My name is Debbie, and I'm from Pennsylvania. Hi, Hi, Debbie, Pennsylvania. Hey, Debbie. I love you guys. I'm just calling in to give you my support. I'm buying you 100%. You guys are doing an awesome job. Love Fantastic. you. I love Thank you guys you so too. much. I am not going to hold up the line. I just want to let you know that I love you guys, and I think you guys are doing a great thing right now. So, This is the Greer's Fairy Retreat Queen. Everybody, Deb is the Greer's Fairy Retreat Queen. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hey. And you know what? If you have the opportunity, ladies, whoever's listening, if you have the opportunity to go on one of the retreats that Shirley and Renee do through Wings of Hope, you need to go. You just leave with such a renewed faith and mm-hmm. love in your heart, and they're just beautiful people. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Deb. Love you. Okay, I honey, love you thank, you, thank you for calling in. Uh-huh. Okay, let me put bye. you put you. Bye, honey. Aww. Okay, let me put you back on hold. Okay, let's see what else we have here. Okay, uh, the last four numbers are 6101. First name. Hello, what's your first name? Hi, it's Kitty. Hi, Kitty. Hey, How Kim, are you? Kitty. Uh, Long time no talk to you, girl. Oh, you didn't even I hit the cue button. Peggy. I hit you. See, it was meant to be. <laughs> How are you? I want to give Peggy my support. I'm good. Peggy, I want to give oh, you my good, support thanks. for all the stuff that you do. I want to give Thank Shirley you. and Renee my kudos. If it wasn't for them, I don't know where I'd be after my daughter passed. And thank you Thank for you. all the support you give back to us, Kitty. And all your work you're doing in Michigan. I love you guys. We We're having our too. first um, or our second get-together Sunday. Um, this, this next Sunday for our Wings of Hope, um, Michigan, and it's because of you guys. 
And I just thank you. You just don't know how many people that you're helping. It's just an awesome, awesome thing, and I'm so proud to be a part of it. Thank you. So all uh, you nice Michiganders out kitty. there, join Wings of Hope Michigan on Facebook, and you can go to cool. the get-together. Cool. I wish I was there. I've been trying to do something in New York, and then nobody last minute is like, oh, we can't do this. So we got to get something going here. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Kitty, nice job. Okay, you, I just want to tell you guys. I just want to tell you guys I love you all, and just good luck with everything, and I'm supporting you 100%, 1,000%. Thanks, Thanks you, Kitty. sweetie. We Thank love you. you. Okay. God bless, honey. Love nice talking too. to you. Love you. Okay, okay. bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Um, now we're going to do a caller. Uh, last four numbers are 7466. Hi, caller. What's your oh, first name and where are you hello. from? My Hello. name is Liz Wanyuk. Well, Hi, Liz. Hi, you, girl. Hi, girl. Oh, Liz. Hey, girl. How are you? My Lizzy Liz. How are you? I've been trying to get in so bad. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. How are you? I miss you. I miss you. I, let me oh, tell you something. I miss you more. <laughs> Liz is fantastic. She's another author. Another author. She lost her son Ryan when he was what was it nine, or seven, was it nine eight. or seven? I can't remember. Now. Eight. eight. Okay. Eight, eight, I was eight. good. In, me, yeah. in between, I'm losing my brain cells here. And, and you know what? Uh, I, Lizzie, I, I totally agree. I totally agree with Renee, and I totally agree with Shirley. We need to forgive Joe or C. And you know what? Think mm-hmm. about this. Think about it. It's not nothing that we don't deal with in everyday life with our family and friends. It's just on exactly. a scale, and yep. he gets a whole of more people. And that's the mm-hmm. difference, because we're yep. hurt by those people that are in our everyday lives. But imagine that magnified. Magnified wow. by millions. Magnified mm-hmm. by millions. And that's what got us all upset. It's like every day we deal with this. We deal yes. with this on every... That's you why know, I opened it he up. He is called the clueless. He's the clueless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know what? How are you going to educate the clueless? You can't educate yep. the clueless unless they nope. go through what we go through. And you don't want to wish that on anybody. No, That's amen to that. opened up. Amen to that. Right? I so agree with that. Yep. And the Definitely, thing is, sweetheart. He's, just, he's just everything... This is what's getting us so upset. He's Mm -hmm. everything we deal with on an everyday situation magnified a hundred thousand times more. I mean, so take all of us, all of us that deal with this on an everyday basis. And we deal with our family and we deal with our friends. But imagine how it feels to us when it's Mm -hmm. done with millions, Mm -hmm. millions of people. That's a whole nether realm. That my, you know, my only fear when it first happened, I think we freaked, is because because we do deal with it every day of our lives, and, and people, the put-downs and the stay-in-the-pity parties. Uh, uh, my fear was that show. if they saw somebody like him doing it, I'm like, oh, my God, they're gonna, it's going to reinforce the way they treat us. But now that we've all spoken out, they see it's not just Peggy or Renee or Shirley or Liz or Becky or whoever else. They see it's all of us. Feeling the same right. way, that's the good and you part, know what? and we're speaking out. And, uh, yeah, yeah, don't and categorize it. We need to do this. We need, and you know, some of the people mm-hmm. have left our group. Surely, you know, you know the whole situation. They left the group because they 
thought we were avoiding uh, talking about our normal grieving things. You know what I'm saying? Like right. on our daily grieving process. And I mm-hmm. get that. You know, because we all right. are a support system. But right. we also have to stand the ground. We have to stand mm-hmm. firm against right. something. Right. If I see something that I think needs to be addressed, I'm always going to post it in the group. And I know that it takes over the group. And I'm very sorry yep. for that. But I, if I think it's something that needs to be addressed, I'm going to let it happen. No, and Hell guess yeah. what? It, it needed to be happened. You know, and there's going to be those people. You know it, Shirley. There's going to be and those people. And this will pass. Oh, yeah. I this can remember when I, was, I used to sit at home after my son died and cry because I didn't know what I had done wrong because all mm-hmm. my friends quit coming around. But today... Yep. I look at, I know what it is. I've learned, the heart, you know, through time that I believe that I, when my friends see me now, my old friends that haven't lost children, not my new friends that have, <laughs> but my old friends, right. when they see me, they I remind them of sadness. Uh, the mm-hmm. first thing they think of is my son's dead. And it's exactly. easier to stay away from me than to include me. And I yep. don't believe they do it because they don't like me, because they did like me. And, I, you know, mm-hmm. it's just that I think what happened is I remind them of sadness, and they would prefer to avoid it. Um, we remind them no, of their own mortality remind, and their children's mortality. Them of their worst nightmare. The nightmare, you exactly. Mortality in general. Yeah. It used to anger me. I used to get really, you know, get uh, you know, hurt over it, but not anymore. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, Shirley said something a while ago that made me think about something I've done recently. Um, I spoke out, you know, about my real feelings because, you know, how you'll go in public and you hide everything and have yep. this little fake smile on your face and act like everything's mm-hmm. good when you're hurting inside and there's a woman inside of your body screaming constantly because you're still hurting. And anyway, this girl told me, had asked me to move several times on occasion, and she did it the last time, and I refused to do it. And so the next time I saw her, she says to me, she goes, you know, you're rude. And I said, no, let me tell you something. You're the rude. And I told her, I said, you know, my son died seven years ago. And not right. any of you have asked to include me. You've excluded me for seven years. So you mm-hmm. were rude. And I said, now... I've told you how I feel. And I sat back down, and I didn't say anything else to her. But guess what? They've treated me totally different since that happened. Well, how I go into this? <laughs> sometimes you have to speak out for yourself. And, I oh, mean, yeah. you can't do it right away. You have to understand mm-hmm. what you're know, saying and who I you're saying it to. I was I telling you, I said, this? I told you that. I told oh, you about okay. that. What I said. Yeah, yeah, i got to tell you girls a quick story. I, I a couple Christmas ago, I was very hard because I hadn't been able to ce- celebrate Christmases in years. I finally, I won't mention names, and I don't know if she's listening. I don't care. Thank you for telling me to speak out. I'm going to say something I never said before on my show or to her, okay? I got invited. I finally gave in to one of my friends. Went up to her house the uh, day after Christmas. It was nice. One of her kids walked in, real smart ass. And the first thing out of his mouth wasn't hello as he brings his little girl in with him. He looks at me and goes, Okay, don't want to hear the drama. I was mortified. I, he didn't even say hello to me as he brings his six, seven-year-old daughter in. You know what I wanted to say to him. Oh, my God. Just kind of like what Joel did. 
I was like, here after all the years, I don't celebrate. Not that I didn't want to celebrate. I couldn't because it was hospitals and all the things going on. And I finally give in, and I get, get handed this. Not even a hello. How would you feel if that happened to you? How would you react? And then this person calls me to come visit. I don't want to go to her house ever again, would you? Yeah. No, sometimes it's easier just to avoid problems. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty just much. I'm forgetting to screw you. <laughs> Well, that's well. I'll be honest. They, she called me to go out to dinner, and I did go out once. But I said, you know what? I, every time I see her, it reminds me of that day and how, to, how it hurt. And I said, who the hell does that kid think he is? I, I'm, I'm still, and I, I'm going to say I don't like to carry the anger, but I'm still pissed. And I, you know what? I'd rather stay home and avoid it, and then put myself in a situation like that ever again. You know, I really would. And this is, I mean, people are downright rude, and and then he laughs like it's funny. It's funny that I've lost two kids. You really think it's funny as you sit there with your six, seven-year-old daughter? You know, what if it, like you said, what if it happened to you? Which one would you trade in? You know what I'm saying? I, I'm still, exactly. you know what, I had, to, I, had to, I had to vent girls. I can vent too. I'm, I'm still pissed. I'm still pissed. So if you're listening tonight, that's the reason I don't come visit you, okay? All right. Thank you. I'm, I feel better now. Go ahead. Liz, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm a grieving no, mom too. I, I got to let it out once in a while. You know, the whole thing is with the Joel Orstein thing is, uh, you know, I, I, I put him in the group of my family and my friends who don't get it. He's just mm-hmm. in a bigger way that has a book that he can reach millions of people. That's the only thing that gets me riled up. You know, the, the yep. thing that gets me riled up. I have enough to deal with my family. Now mm-hmm. I got to deal with Joel Orstein telling the yep. rest of the freaking world with his beaming freaking smile and his nice, so yep. nicely done haircut and his beautiful wife and his precious life. I mean, uh, it, it, it's so sick. I'm so sickened in my stomach by it. I'm so yeah. sickened. Like in I my said, it's, it's a it's a it's a mixed bag of nuts. And like Renee and Shirley said, it's good that it's come out this way that we can, you know, bring it down once and for all. But on the other hand, he's dealing with millions of people that right now, until they hear our voice totally, oh, we're going to have the ones well, reinforce the ones that that have said this crap to us. It's going to reinforce. Well, see, even Joel Olstein's saying that. So it's a mixed bag of nuts you know, still until he's we totally put know. A parentheses. He's going to put a parenthesis on everything yeah. we've talked about for years with our family. You know what? Let me Liz, try. calm down. Calm down, Liz. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I'm Love hugging you, you as I'm saying this, okay, because I know you. Right? Okay. Okay, calm down. I'm, Joel Osteen is a freaking nut, girl. okay? He doesn't know what he's talking about. He's never lost a child. This is time. This has opened up a conversation. This is like being in, in a court of law. Well, I think the good mm-hmm. solution was just, you know. Let me talk. Let me talk. Let, let me talk. You open up a conversation, and then it can begin. And now we have begun. That's what this is all about. I Here come sickness. the judge. Here come I'm the judge. I'm just saying. Yep. This yeah. is the time that we are supposed to speak out. Yes. Yes. Fuck Joe Osteen. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? I don't care. Shirley, Shirley, this is the most important thing I want to say to you. We got the guns, but do we have the bullets? 
<laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, it sure sounds like it from my end. up on our own pedestal, not his. I'm saying. I think he That's should it. just let us write our own book and he'll publish it so we'll get a good circulation. <laughs> 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 I'm waiting for his mob to come to my house and shoot me, to be honest with you. <laughs> I thought about I'm sitting here last night. I said, should I really do this show? He's probably got his little posse. He's got my number. You can find me. You can track me. I'm dead. It's oh jeez! I, I, I have my uh, I have my hunting, my husband's hunting rifle buried somewhere. I don't know how the hell to use it. <laughs> I love it. I love. Yeah, to me, that he's gonna come kill girls. I'm the one who's got the damn show right now. Thanks, thanks, pal. You know, my buds. No. <laughs> oh my God, officer! I didn't even. Quick, quick, kill girls to lighten it up a little bit. Guy gets pulled over. No, hear me out. Hear me out. Talk. Go ahead. Right. Okay, I, quick joke. We need a little laugh here. We need to break up the monotony, okay? Let, my my turn on stage, girls. My turn, my turn. Time out. Okay, guys driving down the street, you probably heard it. I love you. Wait a minute, wait a minute. We're gonna, I'm going to have wings soon, too. <laughs> How, can we do a group? Uh, Peggy's going to have wings <laughs> after this one. Okay. Group so anyhow, the guy's driving down the road, and the officer pulls him over, and he goes, Sir, didn't you see the area? He goes, I didn't even bloody see the Indians. So I don't know. <laughs> I'm looking for his Indians. <laughs> Sorry. Excuse me, I don't have my depends on, okay? Oh, that's okay. <laughs> okay, I have a quote to end this with. I have a quote. What? When okay. somebody's talking shit to you about yeah. grooving your child, say, your life didn't change, my di- mine did, so mm-hmm. you get over it. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yes. I just want to punch That's him in the face. You did you ever say. feel like that? Did you ever just want to punch them in the face? When that guy, that yeah. kid said to me, it's like, oh, don't start your drama instead of saying hello. I just want to walk, land off and hit him. But I've, I've, that's I have where a better I've changed. solution. What? When someone says something like that to me, you know what I do? It opens what? the door wide open for me to talk about Chris. And I just talk about Chris at all. And I just spend the whole time talking about Chris because they opened mm-hmm. the door. I didn't. So to mm-hmm. me, they opened doors for me to talk about my son. So yep. I just talk about him, talk about him, and tell him all about it. What I, I do with Wings of Hope. Well, he, knew, he, he was friends with both my kids, the son of a bitch. I can't talk. Sorry. You know what? This is Howard Stern at tonight. I don't care. We can swear. He was friends with both of my kids. The little prick. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm mad. I'm, st- I'm angry at stuff. I don't. It's my show. I pay for it. I can say whatever the hell I want. Sue me. Holstein's going to kill me. I got my other son yelling at me. Shut the hell up, Ma. You better preserve but, this one. Oh, I will. They're all archived forever. forever. This is called Finding Joy. <laughs> this is called Finding Joy. Uh, you know what? If I keep yelling, my other son's going to kill me. I don't even have to wait for Joel, okay? I'm getting told to shut the hell up. He's... <laughs> Uh, you know what? Thanks, guys. Joy. I'm a dead one. Will you come Holy bring me is. flowers? Oh, my God. I didn't even see the Indians. What can I tell you? Go, Peggy. But, officer, I didn't even see the Indians. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, we got to do the next caller. Okay. Lizzie, 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 I love you. We'll talk soon. I'm going to put you on hold and bring somebody else on. How's that? Because somebody's got to go get their depends. <laughs> love you, Liz. Liz is the love author you. of Whispers, Whispers of, from Heaven, right? And another author and another mother. Okay, honey, I love you. Okay, I love you. Hold on our website under books. 
Okay, hold on. <laughs> okay, Lizzie's on hold because I don't think you two can take it anymore. <laughs> I have drippings coming through the phone here. <laughs> I'm I'm really ready to faint. i got to put that air on soon. Okay, another caller, 7143. First name, where are you from? Hello? Trish. Hi, Trish. Hello? Hi, my Who is this? Trisha. Hi, oh, Trish. Hi, Trish. How Trish is a friend with? of mine. You know Trish. Yeah. It's Patricia. My cheeks hurt from laughing. <laughs> sorry, Trish. You know me. Trish and I talk all the time, actually, and I make her pee her pants every day, pretty much. Don't you, Trish? <laughs> they don't know my other side. Oh, my God. You should see me naked. You want to laugh? No, I'm kidding. So, Trish, let's give your input on the whole thing. What are you feeling? I just feel just as a, exactly what Liz said. Like, who the hell is she? You know, like you don't even. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm personally. I live by a rule of thumb. With me is, I don't judge on something I don't know or never lived or walked in. You know, and so I personally think that it's just all a bunch of crap. That's all. Mm-hmm. Like you know. It's like one minute. Well, like Shirley and, and Renee were saying, do you feel anything positive? I, I, I feel the positivity once it really gets. I mean, it's out there. That um, who was who put it on that that page today? Um, I know personally, uh, it doesn't. It's no skin off my Irish butt. Um, <laughs> I don't. I won't. a lot about our butts tonight. But yeah, okay, I was going to say it's downright ass, but, you know, I won't mm-hmm. listen to it. Yes, and furthermore, I've never listened to that preacher in my life. It's not somebody mm-hmm. that I would care to listen to. I grew up Catholic. I went to Catholic schools. Um, you know, I believe that the real thing here is we all believe in one thing, and that's God. And yep. Jesus as our children, and we're going to meet one day, and, you know, that we all have the same beliefs. But I'm surely mm-hmm. back in, um, you know, a guy's not going to sit and tell grieving parents. My son was 24. Um, he left. I gave him a hug. And he was coming right back, and he was fatally mm-hmm. killed in a car accident. My son was six feet healthy. Never, you know, it was a tra- tragedy, like, but a shock. And he mm-hmm. ran heavy equipment. I told you, forklifts on mountains. My son could drive. He was like motorsports, everything you could think of. He was very talented. So That's you know. No one's going to tell me, like, anything of how I feel. No one, like, even somebody that's lost a child, remember you and I, we spoke, I said your your pain is exactly the same of the loss, but we experience different situations exactly. of what we're going through. Yeah, Chris, you can tell uh, Shirley and, and Renee what happened on my site, my grieving site. What? Remember that woman that came on? And you went ballistic, and I was so upset, but I, I handled it tactfully when she said that was the one about the, the son committed suicide, I guess? Yeah, just terrible. I couldn't even believe yeah, she Yeah, she, she's like, you know, like trying to one-up, you, like, well, my son, it was a shock. Well, it, it was worse than, and I had to devise my whole uh, my whole uh, definition of my page after that. But, but I did a tactfully. I didn't, like, get mean with her, and I said, look it. You know, we are all in the same spot, whether they die of overdose, suicide, cystic fibrosis, like mine. You know, we're all in the same spot. The, the, the bottom line is they're, they're gone, okay? We all have our story. You know, do not ever put one death over another because it's the finale of it that we're all working together to try to help people through. You know, that that was kind of wrong. She, I mean, there's times I want to tell them off, and other, you know, a couple of grieving mothers, uh, but I don't. I don't. I said, you know what? They're hurting, too. They're hurting. 
I don't know what you went yeah, through yeah. with your sick children. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't have And I don't know um, what you guys went through with the sudden death of the three of you, you know? The shock. I didn't have that. My son was a healthy athletic kid the whole day. I was very yeah. grateful to God for that. But, you know, boom, he gives me a hug. I'll be back, Mom. I'll see you in a few. I never see him again. I see the police at my house telling me, not even sit down, just yourself. Then a bad accident, Ryan Doug. I fell backwards. Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah, they're, they're so classy, aren't they, sometimes? Good sense. Yeah, insensitivity, I've seen it from the police down. I'm like, are you mm-hmm. a horse's ass, buddy? If your kid died, I'd tell you, um, I think you should sit down at least. But, yeah, really. You know, again, you know, insensitivity is in all forms, you know, law enforcement, so you name it. It's, mm-hmm. it's, they're all people, and people are made of, yeah. you know, of givers, takers, uh, kindness, and unkind, you know. Well, hopefully now that we're all coming out of the closet, sort to say, about this pity party stuff and that Joel opened up the the Pandora box, the can of worms, whatever you want to call it, the more that we speak out, the more the general population, police enforcement, uh, our friends, our family are going to understand, number one, like I said, it's not just Peggy, Renee, uh, Shirley, or Trish now that that's yeah. feeling this way. We all feel the same way. You're killing us with this stuff, okay? We're already in enough pain. We don't need the extra BS. You know, bullshit. I'm going to say it. I don't care. My show. Uh, sue me. And, and we don't need it. We don't need it. We don't yeah, need it. No. And so hopefully on a wide spectrum here now this come out, yeah, we're going to be hurting a little bit maybe in the beginning, but I agree with Shirley and Renee that it's it's a good thing in a way, right? And it's going to put an end. I actually, I feel a little more peace than I've felt in years uh, tonight. Uh, thank you, girls, for that. You know, by, by you. saying this. No, thank you. I appreciate this very much because because I, be, I, I didn't know, no matter what I do, how to reach people. I talk to them. I'm blue in the face and say, you don't understand. It's I'm not asking for you. I don't want your pity. I don't want nobody's pity. I don't want to be noticed. I want to be in the background. Yeah, I help people. Big deal. You know, give me kudos. It's not about my ego or anything. I do it because I care, you know? I'm not looking for a yep. slap on the back or the maybe a butt on the once in a while because I'm lonely and I haven't been single for two years. I'm kidding, guys. No <laughs> joke in between. <laughs> Who's my daddy? But anyhow. <laughs> no, but no, you know what you could see? I still have my sense of humor after losing two. We still laugh. We giggle. That's why I threw that stupid little joke in there. There's a method to my madness because we That's can still true. laugh. We still go on. We still cry, though, too. We still celebrate. Let us celebrate, you know. Let us do this. This is You celebrate your kids' birthdays. Didn't ours count? Can't we celebrate this? I go out and buy cakes, and I, I do fun, toy fun drives on their birthdays now. You know, I get the balloons, and I have their friends over, and I go to places with them, and we do car meets. But I do it to help others and other sick kids and stuff. So I've got purpose. I'm doing things. I'm not sitting around, sitting here, wow, 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 all the time. You know, I'm doing things, and that's important. I drove to the ocean, Ryan's favorite spot where he used to fish. We let off a butterfly release and a huge thing Mm -hmm. of balloons with an American Eagle, huge one, and a bunch of, Mm -hmm. you know, okays for the kids' balloons. And, you know, I made him a cake across, and but the thing is, like you said once in your book, one of your books, Peggy, is, you know, the, it's a little different when the seat is empty and my son's not there with his great big. Yeah, that was one of my poems, so, the, the uh, empty chairs of the table. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, and these people that have their kids sitting in the chair in front of their birthday cake, like they just don't have a clue how you feel. 
No. Well, and like I said, the biggest one that bugs me, girls, is the emptiness. If I hear one more person, I mean, yes, I know it hurts when your kids go to college, and but your kids, we have the. That's why I wrote the empty chair, the the poem, the empty chair. People went crazy over that year Love a couple that. years ago. I wrote it. Because that's what I feel. Yeah, yours come home and fill that chair. Mine doesn't fill the chair. I sit here. I, I go through the motions. I do the cooking and trim the tree. And try, and I have another one. Uh, was it three less stockings hung by the, you know, I did like the um, the night before Christmas, but I did it from a grieving mother too. You know, three less, uh, three three stockings hung, but but no one to fill them for or something. I can't remember my own. I don't even know my own name sometimes. But you know, I'm just saying they just don't get the depth of this. You know, what, what was they can't just like Joel. How the hell can they do it unless they've been through it? You, we didn't know it before we went through it, right? So this is now enough. I think, like I said, all of us coming together, your groups, my groups, whatever, our groups all together. And speaking out and getting it into the media and the and the and the, and the papers, people are going to learn, and that makes me happy that they're finally you know, going to hear from thousands, thousands, not just me, not just you, that, thousands. That's that's something else I'd like to say before I forget because I've got CRS too. Um, that's okay. But one of the things you just said that made me think of it: the other groups out there. You know, Facebook mm-hmm. has a lot of groups. And I want yep. the other group leaders and the other people that have heard this Joel Osteen and been following what's been going on to know that, mm-hmm. you know, there is no uh, clicks or, or anything like that uh, to child mm-hmm. loss. We're all in the same boat. It's a big yep. boat, too. It's a huge yep. boat. And we all come together and stand as one instead of trying to work against each other. We can sure get a lot more accomplished. Hell yeah. And, uh, and, you know, that's what we need to do. We need to educate the public. You know, people used to die when they were 30. That was an all-long yep. life in Western days, you know. And yep. so people yep. had to learn to go forward quicker because you never knew when you were just going to go, you know. But now exactly. people are living longer lives, and it's not acceptable like it used to be. So we mm-hmm. have to educate the public that we need to be, you know, have, have a little bit more respect for someone's feelings. And if everyone exactly. could just love each other instead of hate each other, then, you know, this whole world would be better off. It's what, it, it's, what it's all about. Definitely what it's Yay, all about. Renee. Yay, Yay. You go, girl. Well, you know, Yay. I think that's what the Bible says. I think it mentions that's right. love once Jesus in a while. Jesus loves us. We know. <laughs> well, listen, um, Trish, I'm going to put you on hold a minute, okay? And I actually, I have a Skype call because this could be somebody from overseas because usually the Skype are from another country. So let's take that caller, okay? Okay. Right. Chris, okay, I'm gonna put you on. Chris, thanks, baby. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Like probably tomorrow because we talk like every day. Okay. Hold on, sweetheart. Hold on. I gotta find out where to put you on hold because I, okay, I gotta find out. Okay, honey. Thank you. Let's take our Skype caller. Love you. Okay, hon. Hold on. All right. Let's take the Skype call. See if I screw this up, girls. Oh, jeez. Now my board's turning all kind of colors. Looks like Fourth of July here. Okay, Skype caller. Hello, Skype caller. Where you, uh, what's your name and where are you from, please? Hello? 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 Yes. Hi. What's your name? Uh, Deb. Deb, where are you from? Um, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. I see that you're on Skype here. Are you the Deb we talked to before? No, I'm... <clears throat> excuse me, I'm a different one. <laughs> Okay, yeah, usually Skype calls are overseas. Deb, how can we help you tonight? What would you like to add to the show? Um, I thank you for taking my call, and hi, everybody. 
Um, Hi, I personally would like to challenge Joel Steen to publicly um, acknowledge all of this and Mm -hmm. see if we can help educate him a little more Um, for a motivational speaker he's not motivating me anyway along with I know quite a few (laughs) other grieving parents he's not motivating Mm -hmm. Um, we pretty much all agree on that (laughs) well Deb you just don't let that hurt hurt your faith okay because God lives in your heart not you know not in some church building Uh, and um and you and and I found the more you read the Bible, the more meaning you get from it because it's God talking to you, and He lets you understand what you need to understand in your life. And so you just don't let what somebody says that's supposed to be representing God. Let, don't let them turn against your faith. You keep your faith. You keep God in your heart, and you have a personal relationship with Him, and you'll be just fine. Yep. Uh, Yes, I I agree with that. I just think he owes a lot of parents apologies. Oh yeah, we're we're going to keep working on that, right, girls? I mean, it's in the papers now. One of these days, he'll take it. You know, at least admit that he didn't understand. You know. Yeah, yes. yeah, because I, you know, I, I, a couple of days ago, I contacted ABC. I'm in New York, not too far from the city, and I've talked to them twice now. They've gotten everything, and I just tonight sent them over um, from, what was, oh, I'm sorry, what's her name again? Um, yep. The one who did the article? Oh, oh Linda, uh, Fell. Linda Field. Linda Field, okay. I sent her article over to them also, along with uh, the stuff that I've already sent them, some of my notes from my groups and and some of the things that I've seen, plus my information. And they told me I would hear something by tomorrow. There's no guarantees what they're going to do, but this is ABC in New York. So I'm, I'm keep our fingers crossed, say some prayers tonight, that we can, um, even if we can all Skype a show with them, you know what I'm saying? It's not just me going on or whatever, or do a 2020 or something about this, because this needs to be addressed. You know, um, whether we get an apology, I don't know. He's been avoiding all of us, but maybe that's out of fear or whatever. Maybe he thinks we're all crazy. Who, know, who knows? What's your feeling on that, everybody? Why, why do you think he's been avoiding us like the plague? Public humiliation. Hello? Hello? Yeah. Yeah. I, I personally don't know why he would do that. If I was him, and of course I'm not, but if I was mm-hmm. him, I think that I would have to, you know, at least not take people's posts down. Uh, because mm-hmm. that's what I think upset a lot of the parents was that they were taking their posts down. And yeah. and they wanted, to, they wanted to express their feelings and make it as public as he made his feelings. So uh, that is hurtful, even within itself, that, you know, he won't let... Because I didn't say anything ugly my first post I've had to him. I just told him that he didn't understand. And, right. Um, it, but he took it down. It kept getting worse. And then I said some things I shouldn't have. And I have to face the forgiveness for that because I know it, that it's not right. It's not what Jesus would want me to do. But nope, that's something nope. I have to deal with, you know. And um, mm-hmm. things like this hurt me in a way that it used to didn't hurt me. I don't like people yeah. messing with my spirituality. 
I have nope. a relationship. I love God. He loves me. Mm-hmm. I know that I'm working to try to get to to him and my son. And mm-hmm. when people start trampling on your spirituality because you get angry and you say things you wouldn't have said normally and that kind of thing, and mm-hmm. they, you know, you feel belittled and all of these different things. It's nature to want to take up for yourself, and then, then you find yourself on your knees asking for forgiveness because you said mean ugly things you wouldn't have said normally, and mm-hmm. that's what I feel like it did to me. But that's me, you know. But right. other people have other feelings, you know. And exactly. Learn. I'm learning as time goes on, and I'm in more. Go to more of these retreats, and I've met Deb. Uh, you're Deb, uh, right? My yes. Deb. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, when you go to these and you meet these people and you hug them and you touch them and you get to know them and you know their story and what all's happened, you get a closeness um, with someone mm-hmm. that you're never gonna, you know, lose a friendship over because you're always gonna have that in common. And right. another thing I want to say is there is no worse. The worst is losing your child, and there's no worse, that's what I period. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. And um, Like I said, that's so, the bottom you know, line. That's what we share. Yep. All of the little big things that used to be big in our fight, those flat tires and, you know, the dishes not mm-hmm. being done. and uh, The, the broken nails. Cab- <laughs> the cabinet's empty. <laughs> that stuff don't matter anymore. Those are little things now, you know. Yep. Uh, so uh, there's a lot of change that comes with this. Of a child, yeah. Uh, you you appreciate life in a different way. You shop yeah. differently. You, you wake up differently. Mm-hmm. You go to sleep differently. Everything in your life's different, exactly. and it takes a lot of years to learn to live live a new different. Oh yeah, you I know. know. I I can remember the first <clears throat> going back to the grocery store after my son died <clears throat> because my kids uh, part of their disease was a digestive issue. You know, they didn't have absorption, and always it was everything him first. You know. Well, I walked into the grocery store, and I ran into a former neighbor that was friends with my older kids. And she was cool because she just looked at me, didn't say a word, and hugged me, which was perfect. It was no words. She didn't say, I'm sorry, just gave me this big hug. But then afterwards, she told me, you look, you look like a zombie. You, I walked into the grocery store, and I'm like, I didn't know what aisle to go down. I, I, this is God's truth. I didn't know what aisle to go down. I didn't know what I was doing there. I didn't, I didn't know what I should get. I, it was a whole new life. It's like, because I always put them first, you know? And I'm like, okay. I got, then I, I had to talk to myself and said, you know, self, I got to get the bases. You got to get some eggs in. You got to get some milk in. It was like even grocery shopping was hard for me to do. They don't realize the impact of this loss, these losses, how it changes from grocery shopping to... Uh, everything, you know, everything. It just screws your whole head up and your your schedules and your. There's no schedules. There's, it's like you're, you're you're confused. Is what I'm trying to say. You get confused. You know, I'm not saying you're totally crazy or anything like that. But it's a it's just a whole new way of life and a whole new way of doing things. So, but anyhow, girls, we're getting we're rounding it up. Um, I just want to get. Um, we've got about nine minutes left, and I just want to get. Plugs in for the groups again. Um, say them slowly and clearly, so everybody knows where to turn. And then we'll do our, um, you know, uh, actually, who dropped off, Shirley? I don't know. Renee, you are there? you here, Shirley? I'm here. No, I think she just dropped off. She might. We might have just lost her. There's a lot, like I said, storms going on. It's oh my gosh, the sky is so red out here. Yeah, I don't see her on here right now. Are you? Are you? Are you? Can you hear me now? I can hear you. Yeah. Okay, Shirley, if you want, if you, I don't know if she can hear me. She can call back in if she wants. 
Um, okay, honey. Well, thank you. I, I just want to, not you, Renee. Hang on. I just want to thank uh, our yeah. caller, Deb. Yes. Thank you, Deb. Thank you. Thank you so much. God bless. Hold on. And uh, I want to tell my listeners, the show is archived about 15 minutes to a half an hour. But you can you can listen tomorrow, next week, 10 years, 20 years from now. All my shows are archived. We've done many shows on many different topics with grief and, and, and many things. So if you ever want to go back, just click on this page again. And uh, Peggy S. M. N. E. C. I I have a book called uh, Peggy, Peggy S. M. N. E. C. I don't even know the name of my book, Rainbows, Butterflies, and One Last Hug. I also have my grieving group. It's called, excuse me, Mothers and Fathers and Family Grieving uh, Our Children Together. Uh, Renee, until we get uh, Shirley back on, could you tell the name of all the groups, the the people? Yes. um, My group is Grieving Parents um, Healing Together. Shirley's is Mm -hmm. uh, Grief Recovery, My Child Has Wings on Facebook. But we Mm -hmm. don't have... State chapters in most all of the states, uh, not all of them, but most of them. So if mm-hmm. you'll uh, put in your Facebook, uh, Wings of Hope, Arkansas, Wings of Hope, Kansas, Wings of Hope, Mississippi, you know, whatever it happens to be. Uh, and actually, uh, I'm administrator on the Wings of Hope in New York. Yeah, New York. You can, yep. you can join some of the yep. state chapters, and that's where they get together and plan some local get-togethers. Our website's yep. Wings of Hope Living Forward dot org. And uh, our website has a lot of resources. If you go to our our Wings of Store and go to books, there's a lot of books on there. Uh, Peggy's books on there, my books on there, which is when your baby dies. Uh, there's uh, Liz's books on there. A lot a lot of the parents that Ruth Blues or uh, I don't know if her last name line, but there's a lot of the parents has written books that's posted mm-hmm. in, in groups or on our website. We've got a new store with lots of items in it. Um, we also have our retreats posted. You can go to the retreats area and you'll see our retreats. Most of them you can pay out uh, like 150 uh, and you'll have like six months or so to do the 450 to come. Uh, then we've got uh, resources, uh, a lot of good reading information. Uh, if you've got a foundation uh, or, or you started something in memory of your child, uh, we have a place on there for foundations to, get to list their charities, mm-hmm. and we put links directly to your foundation so people can find you. Uh, mm-hmm. If you have a cause that you're speaking out about, like I'm speaking out about energy drinks because I feel like they contributed to Chris's death, uh, there's a place called mm-hmm. Causes, and you can put your calls on there. Uh, if you like crafty things and you want to sell them in the wing store, you're, you can do that. Uh, we'll take the order mm-hmm. send you the money. Uh, so there's lots of stuff we're trying to do to bring the grieving community together. And, yeah, uh, I think to, that group is wonderful. Wonderful. Uh, Wonderful. And I feel like, you know, together we stand, a divided we yeah. fall. And, um, yeah, you know, yeah. so yeah. I think that, you know, if everybody can stand together, uh, we'll we'll get a lot further. Yeah, we have our individual pages with our pictures of our children and some poetry. And, and you know, you can find out a little bit about each one of us and see what our children look like and a little bit stories here and there and, you know, how we lost them and a little bit about their lives. And it cover, you know what, I love it because it covers everything. I don't think you've left a stone unturned uh, in that group at all, and I think it's wonderful, wonderful. And let me say one more thing about the retreats while I'm on here and there's a lot of listeners. Sure. Uh, the yeah. retreats are set up in a big house. We all meet together and stay together in a big, huge home. And mm-hmm. um, 
So it's almost like a family reunion. You know, you meet each other the first night. You, we we set up a separate room when you when you, uh, you put up your money to come in. You know, come to the next retreat, so we can get to know mm-hmm. each other. And then when we get there, we meet. And after the first night, it's just like you've known each other forever almost. It's like you yeah. one of these family reunions you go to, and you <clears throat> hadn't seen a lot of the relatives in a long time. And you know, it's it's yeah. you know, we we cook together, we laugh together, we have meetings together, we have balloon mm-hmm. releases together, we do the candle lighting, we have times one on one, we go shopping. Uh, we just in Virginia Beach, and we went out on a, a two hour uh, beach cruise and took our message in the bottle out and released it to the ocean. Wow. So there's a lot of things that uh, we try to do in memory of our kids. And um, we learn to uh, make some new friends. So I hope that I get mm-hmm. to meet a lot more people and know that what Wings of Hope is doing is just trying to bring everyone together. And yeah, uh, thank amen. you all for the ones that called in and listened to this show tonight. And no, we like had a said, Do yourself and forgive Osteen, um, and thank him for, You're you breaking know. breaking up a little bit, honey. Uh, Say that again, honey, so they can hear you. You totally broke I up. Said, I'm sorry. That's okay. It's probably my phone. But anyway, okay. uh, you know, forgive uh, Joel because he doesn't know. And one of the things about it is uh, it did bring everybody together to talk a little yeah. bit. And we need to do this more. We need to talk, speak out. We need to let people know how we feel. We need to let yeah. people know that, you know, we're broken. Um, yeah. it, it's not something you fix and put a Band-Aid on, just like uh, nope. Peggy said. You don't put a Band-Aid nope. on this. And nope. um, That's why I just want to tell people with my show, too. It's called Signs of Love and Signs. Yes, I have intuitives. I happen to be one also, but I didn't do it tonight. You know, if you're into it, you're into it. If you don't, I don't, whatever, if you want to do it. Okay, but we talk on, we do more than that. We talk on grief. We talk on what not to say and what to say. We have other parents coming on. You come here and vent. You know, that's why I started the show, okay? I, it's, I do it as a volunteer. Actually, I paid for my own show. I do it as a volunteer because I wanted to give the community, the grieving community, a place to vent. They, they could come here and cry to me. They can come here and yell. They can come here and let those feelings out that they can't do to their family and friends. This is what my show is about, too. So and that's come wonderful. On, you know, you do every, wonderful things for Peggy. Oh, thank you, you. Thank you, sweetheart. But you know what? I just I love people and I love the Lord and we're, he, I'm working for the boss, the boss. Not and I'm not talking Bruce Springsteen, okay? I'm close to New Jersey, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm working for the boss. You know, not not Joel yeah. either. You know, and and I don't want the pats on the back. I just want you. Don't worry. Be happy. You know, we're going to have our bad times, we're going to have our good times, but we're here for you. Renee's there for you, Shirley's there for you, I'm there for you. There's Our people in our groups are there for you. You know, the retreats are All there for you. All of those you. group leaders There's on Facebook are there for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, you, you get a few, I get it too. People bash me, I couple this week, and I'm like, you know what, you know what I say to them? I pray for you. Bad man, too. Because they sit there, they sit there. I know they're angry. They say, I'm not angry. This one woman said my son died six months ago. I've gotten over. No, you just, you won't, you know, the Karen Carpenter song, you've only just begun. Denial. We go with, that's one of the stages we go through in grief. There's many stages. I do shows on that, the stages. Nobody fits the exact pattern of it. But, you know, when I got somebody that lost a kid six months ago and tell me they're over it, I know they're not. Come on, I've lost two kids. I know better. You know, you're not over it. You get different. You get better. But you're not over it. I'm sorry. If you are, then you're a better person than me, hon. <laughs> That's all I can think. 
Sometimes Anyhow, we honey, lie to ourselves for a little while. <laughs> yeah, oh, pretty much, and then we crash again. And I'm 13 and four years, but we're down to the last minute. Renee, God bless you. I'm sorry we lost Shirley, Shirley, Shirley yeah. Tripp Johnson. Thank you, Renee Hogan Blythe. How do you say it? Blythe, right? Blythe. Yeah, Bly is the real pronunciation, but just call it anything you want to. I, well, the Hogan I, I remember because my husband's cousin was Hogan. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I can remember. <laughs> well, that's my think. real you name. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. Okay. Thank you again, and the show will be archived. I will be posting it to my Facebook at Peggy S. M I M M maiden name Anisi A N E S I is my last name. Shows are archived, so you can go back and listen to the entirety of the show or any of the shows I've done. And Renee and Shirley, you have open invitation anytime you want to come on again. Okay. Thank you, and thanks for all the work you're doing. Thank you, and God bless you, and thank you for all the work you're doing. God bless, okay. and good night, uh, listeners. We'll be back next Tuesday night live from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, worldwide show. So you can Skype us also. God bless, and good night. Thank you.